listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Each and every week on the Podbean app and the non-demand everywhere podcast can be found and always at WindyCitySlam.com. My name is Chris Lanuti. Joining me via the interwebs is Mike Pankow, my friend. How are you? I am good, Chris. A lot of local Chicago action to talk about this week. I'm so very excited. Very, very good. And we have a guest today, is right? Uh, for my, is this Correct. a new promotion here in Chicago? Yeah, we had him on before back uh, in March. Um, John Bullard from Chicagoland Championship Wrestling. Uh, if you recall, he was supposed to have a show in April, but obviously the whole world went to hell. But now things are starting to kind of turn back closer to normal. So Chicagoland Championship Wrestling will be back in October. So, so we will get into that with John in about 15 minutes. Very good, very good. Let's hit the local scene, though, first, because uh, things are picking up again now that the world is trying its hardest to get back to some semblance of normal. I'll tell you this. I have been at several different things over the last couple of weeks. It's as if people have started to figure out how to do this. Like, I went to a softball tournament. Everybody's playing outdoors, but, like, they're keeping their contact to a minimum. Nobody feels weird. There's a couple guys in a mask. But it's like the world is starting to figure out how to do things with each other, like they've adjusted a little bit which is a good thing, and that's good for wrestling in and around Chicagoland. Yeah, we have a couple of different examples of uh, how people are coping with running shows and stuff like that. And first of all, we will hit Zello Pro's Wrestling on Weed Street. This was last Thursday night at uh, Joe's in Chicago. And in the main event, our buddy, our podcast guest from a few weeks ago, Drama King Matt, in his in-ring return, uh, he defeated Phil's King Brubaker by disqualification when uh, the Blackheart Battalion, who are uh, Brubaker's buddies, interfered in the match. They started doing a three-on-one beatdown on Drama King. Warhorse and Mason Conrad came out for the save to kind of even things up. That might set up something big for Zello's next show in Milwaukee next month, so stay tuned for that. But great to see Drama King back in the ring. He looked good. He, he didn't look rusty at all. So um, I thought he was really, really good. Chicago's yeah, Holly Ray. He was about being rusty, wasn't he? That was like one of his things that he kind of expressed to us. Like he was nervous yeah. about going out there. And I like the fact they did it the way that they did it. If he just goes out there and wins because he's who he is and where he's coming from, it, it, it rings a little hollow. Instead, you set up some kind of storyline. Good for Zello Pro. Yes, and they're, they're doing a little bit of an episodic thing now, uh, now that they're kind of back doing shows somewhat on the regular. So uh, good for them. Uh, Chicago's Kylie Ray, she defeated Jay Raves in the opening match of the night. The Blackheart Battalion, who we mentioned earlier, who are Jason Hades and Storm Grayson, the twosome, other than, you know, Brubaker, they defeated the Bang Bros of Davey Bang and August Matthews in a tag match. Then we had Isaiah Velasquez defeating Trevor Outlaw, uh, and Trevor just celebrated a birthday this past weekend, so happy birthday to him. 
Warhorse was on the card, like I said. He defeated one sexy mofo, Bryce Benjamin. And now before the match, the referee did a headbang with Warhorse. Uh, I found out, I realized, and I should have realized this last time that Zello had a show, the ref for some of the matches is Chico Suave, who is kind of a funny dude. He was the guy trying to feed Miss Kate the Cheetos at the last show. Oh, I so remember that. Yeah, so he was doing the headbang with Warhorse, too. So I think every show, his gimmick is kind of to do one little silly thing on every Zello show that he officiates. So kind of a cool little, cute little moment there. And then we had CJ Esparza defeating Jacob Dean and Joy Marks in a triple threat. Mason Conrad pinned Gary J. The Sisters of Destruction in a big tag team match. This was the co-main event or the semi-main event. Elena Black and Blunt Onyx defeated the team of Zillow Pro Women's Champ Lainey Luck and Missa Kate when our two-time guest and good friend of the show, Missa Kate, turned, turned on Lainey Luck, leaving Lainey to fend for herself, and Elena Black got the pin. So I think that's setting up a title match down the line between Elena and Lainey. I like that. I like the turn. Good for her. I'm sure she <laughs> Yeah, and, and talking about uh, a good segue into what you were talking about earlier about trying to do things in different ways, Rocket Pro Wrestling, a company that is based out of Joliet, they've started a 16-man tournament, which will be streamed on YouTube in the coming weeks. But they did a special Facebook Live match this past Saturday, and I was able to kind of watch that over the weekend. It's, it came from St. Joseph's Park in Joliet in a controlled environment, just essential personnel, no fans. Somebody filming it like on their phone or a camera and, and posting it to Facebook. Rico Flash Paisley successfully defended the RPW Intercounty Championship over Tyler Bodine, and it was contested in an old-school bull rope match where the guys were, were tethered together by the bull rope, and they fought all over the ring, and um, – Rico Flash Paisley ended up touching the four turnbuckles. So that's how they did their comeback. This was Rocket's first match in months. And since Will County has been in under some deeper restrictions, even than Cook County, this is what they've done to kind of um, come back onto the scene. So thumbs up to Bill Shelley and Rocket Pro Wrestling for uh, thinking outside the box a little bit. Awesome. Now, yeah, now Chicago style wrestling, alive and super kicking. They did a nice outdoor show as well. This was in River Grove around Belmont and Cumberland in the parking lot outside of D'Agostino's, a suburb not far from O'Hare. Uh, the main event was Sky Blue uh, successfully defending the CSW Women's Championship over Kylie Ray. And what all accounts was a great, great match. And also, we had another title of attention. Jake Andrews retained the CSW Metro Division title over Sage Phillips. Now, on the show as well, uh, Vic Capri was there. He was the reigning CSW champion. But obviously, uh, a few weeks ago in training, he hurt his triceps. He tore the tri left left triceps. And he'll be out, I believe, four to six months. So he had to... Um, he had to give up that title, uh, he, but he was there to kind of tip his hat to the fans and a little bit of appreciation. Uh, so uh, not sure how they're going to uh, determine a new champion yet. Uh, I was not actually at that show. I've only seen accounts of it and, and, and pictures and all that. But uh, we shall see what happens with the CSW championship as well. So big week in wrestling in Chicago. I have to take a quick breath if you want to say a couple of words, and then we'll get to Warrior Wrestling. 
Well, you're you're rolling there, big guy. I mean, I don't want to get in the way when you're you're rolling along. I feel like I'm cutting off, but I, it, it must feel good for you as somebody that's been covering this for a while now to actually see so many events now coming back. And yeah, sure, they're outdoors, and yeah, sure, I have no idea what they're going to do once the weather gets bad. But it's really nice to see that there's things going on. I'm sure the the wrestlers are excited that they're out doing things. I'm sure the promoters are excited that they're out doing things. Our guest coming up here, John Bullard, is going to probably be talking about how excited he is. He's finally getting things going and off the ground after a delay that was unexpected. And then another thing that I want to just kind of plug real quick while you're taking your breath this is all part of the broadcast basement on demand radio network. Check out Socks in the Basement. The Chicago White Sox are currently in the postseason for the first time in 12 years. Socks in the Basement is the number one White Sox podcast in all the land. Hundreds of thousands of downloads, and it is the biggest thing out there. We are in the postseason. We are covering it, and we have some great episodes out just recently, including the last one that got put up that actually outlines all the stuff that happened over the last few years of the rebuild, the good takes, the bad takes, and the really insane ones that were on the show. We're owning them all. Check that out everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Warrior Wrestling, what's new with them, Mike? Yeah, Stadium Series Night 2 this past Saturday. That was a show I attended in person. Great, great show again. Principal Steve Tortorello just does everything so very, very well. Uh, very safe, socially distanced. Uh, awesome stacked card as usual. Main event, Brian Pillman Jr. retained the Warrior Wrestling Championship over Warhorse. It was a very, very strong match. Pillman ends up winning with his new finish, the Jackhammer. I know he's another name for it. Forgive me for, for not knowing it, but uh, that is how he wins his matches now. In the semi-main event, Trey Miguel of the Rascals won a three-way I'm sorry, won a three-way match. With his Rascals teammates, Dez and Wentz, to become the new number one contender for the Warrior Wrestling Championship. And they're building this up nicely. And that match, Trey Miguel, Brian Pillman Jr., this Saturday night at Stadium Series Night 3 at Marion Catholic High School on the football field. So uh, if you're in the south, south suburbs or nearby, check that show out. Hey, Mike, so, you might have interrupt you real quick. I had something for you. I was just curious. I want to bring back a segment that we – we used to do all the time. Explain this to me like I'm a noob. All right, so so help me out with this, okay? I most of my wrestling experiences with the big boys, the WWE, the AC, the AEWs, uh, you know, the WCW back in the day. Those are the shows that I would go to. My real question to you though is. How do you set up storylines in the local promotions? I mean, are they showing, like, stuff on a big screen someplace? Is it something where you're only able to follow it if you're following their Twitter accounts? Like, how do you do long storylines in small little promotions, uh, the, the, the local promotions, things like that? How do you do that? Well, I think they basically do it for right now because it's an awkward situation with the coronavirus. They do a lot of it through social media, and they also do a lot of it um, like through their streaming platforms, like whether it's Fight TV or independentwrestling.tv, stuff like that. But when Warriors running their shows inside at the gym, they do have a nice screen where they can play videos and, and all that, or they, they'll do YouTube videos uh, after the show with Val Capone. And they, even at this, this past show, before their Fight TV uh, broadcast, Val Capone and Mike Killam 
did a nice little uh, 20 minute or so package of a pre-show called Warrior Warm-Up. So they had a few interviews. They had some of us media types talking about who's going to win the Battle of the Rascals. And I was part of that too. I was very excited to be on that show. That was on Facebook Live as well. So yeah, I mean, it just depends if, if they have the capabilities with a big screen or, or, or TV or streaming or whatever. Uh, and social media is very, very important in this aspect as well. Something to ask our guest coming up here in just a little bit, John Bullard, how he plans to do it with his new promotion. But yes. now, my friend, thank you for answering that question. Continue. Yeah, your- we have a few more things from Warrior Wrestling we want to, we got to get into. And the one segment that really hit home with me, it got some serious, serious heat. And as predicted, Frank the Clown and Robert Ego Anthony were the mystery attackers of Joey Janela a couple of weeks ago. So they actually came out and started talking trash about Warhorse, and they're ticked off. Uh, they're saying Principal Steve hasn't booked them the last couple of shows, and now they're they're ready for a fight. So basically, they're looking around for somebody to to pick a fight with. And who's sitting in a chair not far from their inside entrance, kind of enjoying the show, is um, the son of our buddy Ryan Cross, Jordan Cross, who's been in the business probably for only about a year or two. He actually made his debut earlier on the Warrior show, on the pre-show, and he wrestled against Garrison Creed. But now Frank and Ego are getting in, in Jordan's face, and they, you know, they wanted to beat him up, and then and Jordan kind of stood up to him kind of got in Ego's face, and then and Frank and Ego look like they're going to walk off. They're deciding that, oh, this isn't worth their time. And then when Ego turns around, Jordan grabs the kendo stick that they had brought out and starts waffling on Ego. I'm like, oh, my God, and the crowd is going nuts. The crowd is going absolutely nuts. Jordan is taking it to Ego with the kendo stick. But, of course, that dastardly Frank the Clown blinds Jordan Cross with a confetti cannon, and then they turned the beating back on Jordan Cross. I mean, kendo stick shot after kendo stick shot. Then they dragged him to the ring and beat him up some more. And then they go under the ring looking for a table or something, but no, they find a door. A wooden door gets pulled out from under the ring. Okay, why is there a door under the ring? I don't know. But they bring out the door, they, they, they straddle it across two chairs, and Ego and Frank double powerbomb Jordan Cross through the door. So, man, I'll tell you right now, Jordan Cross can take a beating. That kid has got a future in this business. But that's setting up next week, Robert Ego Anthony with Frank the Clown against Joy Janela in a street fight at Warrior Wrestling Night 3. And uh, what I would love to see, and if Principal Steve is listening... I would love to see if Joy Janela wins that match, add the stipulation that Jordan Cross gets five minutes with Frank the Clown. I would absolutely love to see that. That would be so old school. That would be so cool. And I'd love to see Jordan get some of his heat back after getting beat up. That would be so, so awesome. I like how you're making stipulations now on the show. (laughs) Yeah, a couple more things I want to get into before we bring in John. Um... Warrior Wrestling, uh, Sam Adonis had another great big man match against Jake Something. He won that with a 450 splash. And in a mixed tag match, which is even better than I expected it to be, and I thought it was going to be intriguing and interesting in itself, Luchasaurus and Ty Conti from AEW, 
They defeated Chris Bay and Ray Lynn when Contini got the pin on Lynn. So very, very impressive performance by, by Ty Contini, who's really, really improved even from her days in NXT. So I was very, very uh, happy to see that. She's also extremely, extremely nice, uh, incredibly nice. And then, real quick, Beastman won a six-man scramble match over Dan the Dead, Facade, Danny Moe, Jack Griffin, and Icon Lee. And then Lee Moriarty defeated Trey Lamar in a really, really good match. In a tag match, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton defeated Fallon's is Forever. That's Kevin Koo and Dominic Garini in a very, very hard-hitting submission-style match. Uh, Madman Fulton is just huge. He's like six foot eight. I stood next to him. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm dwarfed next to this guy. In a women's match, Kimberly defeated Jordan Grace. That was really, really good as well. And Alex Shelley and Jonathan Gresham went to a no contest when they pinned each other. Double pin. Great scientific match. The fans were a little disappointed in not having a winner, but it was a very, very good match. So, again, that's Warrior Wrestling Night 2. Stadium Series Night 3 is this Saturday night, 7 p.m. Chicago Ice. Be there. John Bullard's on the line. John, how are you? He was there, Mike, and hopefully we can get him linked up with us. Tell me yeah. a little bit about what you know about Chicagoland Championship Wrestling, Mike, as we're waiting for John. Yeah, uh, basically, I'm going to have him uh, kind of explain a lot of the stuff, but they have a show coming up uh, Saturday night, October the 3rd. It's going to be at the American Legion Hall, uh, post 451 in Michigan City, Indiana. They are doing a TV taping, and the show is called Saturday Night Grapple Masters. And that'll start at 7 p.m. Eastern time in Michigan City. Now, this event was originally scheduled for April the 4th before everything got super, super crazy with um, the coronavirus and that. So he's had some time to kind of think over some things. I kind of want to get his his feel on how, you know, maybe he um, uh, kind of adjusted his thoughts about what he wants to do. Did, did he change up anything or and it's stuff like that? So um, hopefully once we get him on, we can kind of um, talk a little bit about that. All right, we're going to give this another shot right now. John Bullard, can you hear me? Yes, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we're perfect now, oh, John. Yes. Welcome to the Windy City Slam. And, uh, you know what? Just like you were delayed when it comes to coronavirus, a little delay here on the interview, but we're ready to rock now. How excited are you to be able to get back to business? Oh, man, you know what? 2020 was the uh, the biggest hill of all of professional wrestling. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, it's good to get back into uh, get back into the business again and get things rolling. Uh, you know, coronavirus, of course, you know, canceled so many events for everybody across the board, not just uh, what I was doing, but other promotions in the uh, Chicago, Northwest Indiana area. So I know uh, for a lot of us promoters and a lot of the guys who are also wrestling and putting in the effort, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good to be back. So John, uh, you've had six months to kind of re kind of energize yourself and get ready for this new uh, date. So is anything in your mind changed in terms of how you want to produce the show? Obviously maybe talent has changed a little bit given the, the time frame and some of the restrictions Has anything changed leading up to this show. The only thing that really has changed for the show so far, uh, you mentioned Vic Capri uh, having his injury, the torn tricep. Uh, he was scheduled for our main event match. Uh, of course, with his injury, we, you know, he's still going to be at our show. He's going to be there to uh, do an interview, talk to the fans as well. And he's also going to be on commentary uh, with, of course, Steve Errett and uh, Joey Roth, the villain. 
Uh, so he's going to be there to provide uh, commentary for the main event match. The main event match got changed into a uh, old school three way dance uh, before the Chicagoland Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Title. Uh, it will be uh, Mr. M80 Marche Rocket versus the Shogun Chris Logan versus the Mercenary uh, Garrison Creed, and that's going to be a match. The price of admission alone for that match is uh, well worth it. Um, so we're uh, we're taking precautions on everything. Uh, we are checking everyone's temperature at the door. Uh, that's fan and also our staff and wrestlers. Also, I'm making all the guys who are going to be working for me that night uh, before the week before the show are going to be taking uh, coronavirus tests just to make sure everyone is safe and clear. Awesome. Um, so basically, this is a television taping, correct? So this is not just a one-night show where you're going to be streaming it someplace. It's going to be broken up into several weeks or episodes? Yeah, we're going to work on uh, what we're planning to originally do was do it for episodes. But what we're going to do now is uh, still be for television is going to go on to Amazon Prime. So anybody who is a Prime subscriber for Prime Video uh, will have a chance to watch the product itself. We're also going to be airing it on different apps and networks as well. Uh, we're going to be working to get it open and put on to Fight TV also on a couple other apps. We've actually been in talks with Internet Wrestling TV as well. So uh, that way everyone can watch the show kind of like a pay-per-view. Um, it's going to be really good. We're going to try to have the chairs uh, put into groups for the family four-pack holders and also have a little section for people who bought single tickets. That way we keep everyone's space. It is indoors, but it's still going to be in a very safe environment. We're going to make sure that everything has been disinfected uh, between the matches and also uh, uh, face masks are mandatory. You're describing all these different ways that you're trying to bring Chicagoland Championship Wrestling to to the masses, essentially. You know, all these different ways for video and things like that. Before you jumped on, Mike and I were talking about how, how different promotions will, do, will, will try to show storylines, whether it be uh, to the people inside the building when they have like a screen set up. Some don't have that. They'll try to do it with social media when they're trying to continue storylines. And now you, you have all these different ways you're going to have for people to be able to get your product. How challenging is it to try to centralize all that? Like, because you have all these different ways for people to do it. Like, is it, is it point everybody at your website and like kind of have like all the options sitting there in front of them? Like, Take us through the difficulty of, uh, of trying to, to get your product out there, but through all these different mediums at once. You know, as for some people, it's kind of difficult for me. Uh, this isn't my first rodeo uh, dealing with uh, television and media. My uh, original background uh, while I was breaking into the wrestling business back in 2001 was actually working in both uh, radio broadcasting and also on television with WOBZ TV9. Uh, so working with the different formats for television and radio, has given me kind of a little leg up on how things are produced. Uh, we will actually be upgrading our website coming up uh, during the winter time to have a lot of those apps on there. So when people want to view the product itself, uh, they can also go to both our Instagram page, uh, CCW Entertainment 83 on Instagram, and also on our Facebook page, uh, Chicagoland Championship Wrestling. I've been very blessed that uh, our talent are extremely creative with their videos. It's not just, you know, the guy sitting in his car with a cell phone turned vertical talking to it. These guys are going out of their way to do on parodies, uh, vignettes. They're, they're going out of their way to really be creative of what they're doing to get their name out while also getting the name out of the company. 
Uh, we're going to have a uh, Tron screen working on that as well to have that as shows. So when fans are getting to their seat and before bell time, we could actually play a lot of the videos and a lot of the things that's going on. So that way we're educating our fans. And also on top of that, uh, having our shows on television uh, with, with cars, uh, Amazon Prime, and with uh, pretty soon a, a new deal that we're going to be launching in the city of Chicago itself with Comcast Cable, uh, the folks at home will actually have the chance to view it also on their TV so we can keep them up to date with everything that's going on. Now, one thing that's really, really touched me personally is on your personal uh, Facebook page, John, uh, you're doing all kinds of things to promote this product, but one of the coolest things that you've done is when somebody f buys a family four-pack of tickets, you write out a letter, a personalized letter to that fan and send it out. I mean, what gave you that idea to do that? A long time ago, uh, as, a, as a sports fan, there was a great hockey player uh, named John Beliveau, who was the, uh, the captain of the Montreal Canadiens when they won all those Stanley Cups. Uh, John Beliveau is like my, my biggest inspiration with everything I do. And what I loved about Mr. Beliveau, anytime a fan would write him a letter, he would always send out a personal handwritten letter back to them with his beautiful signature. And he made sure that every fan that he talked to at every event, he took time to at least greet them and make them feel like they were more than just a fan. And I've always remembered like how much that man meant to the fans uh, and in the, in the sport of hockey. And I always felt the same way about wrestling. It's like, you know, a lot of promoters will you know, stand by the door and they'll shake a fan's hand or thank them. And that's their proper way of doing it. But I feel like, you know, if giving that fan something a little special, you know, if you're buying a ticket to come see our product, to me, that tells you that you have faith in what we're doing and you're wanting to see our product and you're wanting to invest in us. By investing into our company, I want to turn around and thank every one of those fans. And I think one of the best things you can do is send them a handwritten letter thanking them personally. And you know, not just dear fan, but like, hey, Tony, or, or thank you, Mike, or everybody else and, and just personally let them know like how much you mean to them and, and thank you for, for being there for our shows and supporting the, the boys that are working hard. And to me, that builds a loyal fan base because if you're loyal to your fans, the fans will be loyal to you. Uh, as for talent on the show, you obviously mentioned your big main event for the title, Shogun, Chris Logan, Marche Rocket, Garrison Creed. And Garrison, who I actually met for the very first time this week, um, let's throw it out there now before we wrap up the show. Next week's special guest here on Windy City Slam podcast will be the mercenary himself, Garrison Creed. So very, very excited to have him on. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about Chicagoland Championship Wrestling with him. We'll also talk about some of the other things that he's been doing over the last few months. So very excited to have him on. Seems like a very good dude. I got to talk to him at Warrior Wrestling last weekend. Great guy. Also had a very good match with Jordan Cross. Uh, back to the Chicagoland Championship Wrestling show. You have a unique match that night, too. Uh, the Ewok is defending his Urban Honored Crown Championship against Zeke Kickham. Now, describe what's going on in this match a little bit with the stipulations. Stipulations, pretty much. This uh, sort of a regular 10 count on the outside is a 20 count. Uh, the only way you can win the match is by pinfall, submission, or knockout. And on top of that, we have relaxed rules. So that pretty much means eating and go. So it's literally a fight to the finish. 
And with the cool. Urban Honor Crown, that's actually the rules of the title belt itself. It's literally anytime the Ewok or whoever else is the champion uh, that can dethrone him, they they have that stipulation of, you know, you, if you want to use a weapon, sure. But if you also want to do it, you know, strong style or or win by a technical way, you can do it as well. It's, it's literally a mix of using pure wrestling meets, I want to say hardcore, but old school 90s street fight and give people that feeling of anything crazy can happen. And on top of that, it's, it's the toughest of the toughest hills that was that title. Raven Fett, Jackson P. Larkin, made for TV, Tully Bertarelli and Miles Mercer, are just some of the few names that I've seen advertised on social media. Any other names you kind of want to throw out there for the fans that may know? Oh, absolutely. You got Youth Gone Wild, uh, Matt Creed and Tom Heisman. We got the Gotch Brothers. You have uh, rock star Johnny Nye. You have his opponent, uh, Mega Chris Jones, who was trained by Billy Robinson. You have, uh, of course, the Tribunal uh, coming in all the way from Ohio. They're a phenomenal tag team. They'll be taking on uh, No Coast, uh, Joe Blues, Brian Crazer. Uh, I mean, it's a stacked card of a who's who on that roster. Uh, Yo-Ya, uh, who's, who's another young up-and-comer that's going to be very well-known. Uh, he's going to be wrestling Miles Mercer, who will be managed by everyone's favorite manager in Chicago, C-Red. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be a phenomenal night of pro wrestling. Okay, uh, before we let you go... Be the promoter that you are. Uh, pop up your uh, social media or whatever else you want to pop up, John. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fans want to follow us on Facebook, go to Chicagoland Championship Wrestling. Uh, we have our website at ChicagolandChampionshipWrestling.com. And if you're following anybody on Instagram, check us out at CCW Entertainment 83 on Instagram. And we'll be posting a lot of really unique content on Instagram as well. John Buller, Chicago Land Championship Wrestling. I appreciate you jumping on with us and talk to Windy City Slam. You have a good one. Oh, you as well, guys. I love your show and keep up the good work. Thank Thanks you. for coming on. Thank you. That is awesome. That's a show right there. And uh, Mike, we have a guest now already booked for next week. Look at you dropping stuff I didn't even know about. Who's coming in next week again? Yeah, it's the mercenary Garrison Creed, who I just saw at Warrior Wrestling, and he will be a huge part, as, as we just said, with Chicagoland Championship Wrestling. So I'm very excited to have him come on for the first time. Very, very good. All right, we're heading out the door here, folks. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, it's on demand. It'll be up a little bit later on today. Everywhere podcasts can be found. You can also find the link at WindyCitySlam.com. My name's Chris. That's Mike. We'll see you next week live on the Pie Bye-bye, everybody.